and starting in five, four, three, two. <laughs> Everybody, it is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. It's Friday night, February 9th, 2024. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania? Question mark? No, exclamation point. But is that all? Question? Who knows? Anything can happen at this point. Um, so much has happened this week. We had the short-lived one-day phenomenon yesterday of hashtag Cody Crybabies and The Rock putting that over. And um, I don't know, man. I was there at the kickoff event in Vegas. Flexing. I mean, I don't know about that. I got denied interviews after. Like, I got, ooh, I got, I got, yeah, I got, I was there with like 20,000 other people. Well, you felt the, the energy, T-Mobile. man. The energy. The energy was pretty dope. The hey, energy look, was I, pretty la- good. Last year's kickoff, no one cared a crap about. <laughs> so the fact you were there, it's already already yeah. winning. It was cool. Uh, it was cool that CM Punk showed up and Big E. Like, that was pretty sweet. But we'll, we'll get into it because Mania plans. I mean, we're less than two months out. Stuff's happening. Um, before we dive into SmackDown tonight, guys, what's... Oh, oh by the way, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Flobo Boyce and making his triumphant return to the Wrestling Inc. SmackDown podcast, Matt Coon. How's it going, man? I'm doing great. Hey. It's great here uh, to be here. I've never been with Flobo Boyce. But already, I can tell he's funny and smart, and so I know we're going to have a good time. And luckily, lots to talk about. Always, oh, man. man. Stacked episode, for sure. Uh, I mean, was... yeah, sorry. Go for no, it. No, you're saying? No, I was going to move on, but what's up? Yeah, no, I'm saying, like, it's just, it's given the last week, I'm, I don't believe anything right you now. You should, though. Be gullible like me, man. Take everything at face value. That's how and if I you am. tell me that it's Cody versus Roman, well, why did we just go through all this drama over the last week? Well, let's get into it, though, okay. we, yeah, because uh, it. It, it is official. Uh, let's take a word from Adam Pierce, Scrap Daddy. Triple H comes down, or Paul Triple H Levesque comes down today. He's basically confirming what the world has already known. It's going to be Cody Rose and Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Championship at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. I know last Friday, Cody was like, I'm not going to challenge WrestleMania. I know it looked like it was going to be the Rock versus Roman, but that's out the window now, Daddy, because one press conference pivoted everything are you excited huh i mean the rock made that family tree chart for nothing what do you mean i liked it it was cool so it's a cool name is yokozona dude that's 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 pretty dope that's pretty dope and I, i mean we've all at one time gone on wikipedia and looked over that chart like we've all done it we've all been like how are they related you know, and it, to me, the most amazing part of that tree is the Fatu wing, where you have the three brothers. You know, mm-hmm. one is uh, Umaga, one is the Tonga kid, the other one's Rikishi. Tonga kid has a kid named Jacob Fatu. Rikishi awesome has all wrestler. kinds of wrestling kids. To me, just that wing is Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's official now. But look, I was saying this last night for, from being there. From being there in the audience and seeing The Rock and Roman on one side looking like they want to fight Seth and Cody, I'm like, I think my gut felt and maybe still feels it's going to be like the original WrestleMania, which Triple H said when he opened that kickoff yesterday, you know, I I think we might get a weird tag team main event. I don't know how it makes sense now when they say this is for the Undisputed Championship, winner take all, yada, yada, yada. But you can't tell me The Rock's not going to be involved in this main event. I, I, yeah. 
The Rock is a big question mark. We don't know where he's going to be, but I like the fact that it looked like they responded to what that most disliked video was and put Cody back in there. I like to think that Cody wins at WrestleMania, but if he doesn't, there's still enough story there. If he doesn't win, if he drops two in a row, I mean, I'm down for the ride. The problem I always tell people is that we always try to become Nostradamus. We try to book WrestleMania, and when it changes, we get mad. <laughs> Why not just turn your brain off, pretend it's SummerSlam, and just see what you're giving to us? Because I'm on board i guess the problem i have with that is i'm on board with the real life cody Rhodes story like the 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 um the narrative the the storyline it's great and all but the real life cody Rhodes story is a guy who definitely did not deserve to get pushed out of the wrestlemania main event now what happened they pivoted you know like they pivoted i don't know another way to say that except to say i know they pivoted like uh it, it, they got the response and immediately they were like how do we react and they changed and good thing they did but just keep in mind the same people that thought it would be fine to have cody rhodes go off and bring the rock in are the same people who are still kind of running things so i wouldn't be surprised if somehow rock leaves that weekend with a championship i don't know how but i think that was the plan and i think it's probably still the plan the Rock versus Gunther. No, I'm thinking maybe Rock does Roman. Um, or I'm sorry, Rock faces Cody on night two because everybody's mm. talking about how Cody won't, Roman won't wrestle twice, Rock won't wrestle twice. Well, you know who will definitely wrestle twice. His name's Cody Rhodes. So you might get a one day Cody Rhodes reign. Now, <laughs> you're, I'm just saying it checks all the boxes, right? It's like, well, he gets his story. Rock gets his thing. They've been they've been um, uh, testing this idea of Brock Lesnar when he won the championship. Can he be gone a certain amount of time? And then Roman Reigns pushed it to the more uh, bigger limit. Who's to say that Rock doesn't wrestle four times a year as the champion? Oof. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, because everyone's kind of a part time wrestler champ nowadays, right? So makes sense. That is, uh, yeah, that's a. Uh fun dark timeline if he gets the Zack Ryder treatment at WrestleMania. Uh, woo, woo, woo. You know it, bro. It was a great moment. That 24 hours that he held the uh, Intercontinental Championship. I was I was there for both of those matches. I was there for when he won it and when he lost yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Because it was easy to stay in. The, I, I was as well. That that Raw, man, still. That Raw was insane that night. Was that the Raw with the beach ball and Claudio? Uh, the beach ball made an appearance, but that wasn't the first year of the beach ball, I don't think. But that yeah, was when Enzo and Cass debuted. That's right. That's yeah. right. So that was Texas. Yeah, that was Dallas. Because yeah. Yeah, I ran to Enzo's insane. mom after the show, and I'm like, you finally got up there. And they were so happy because Enzo and Cass were undeniable. Oh, my God. Point. Yeah. That's still in the top, like, five loudest pops I've ever heard live. Yeah, I saw him at yeah. Barclays at the pre-show yeah. of, of Brooklyn, uh, the first Brooklyn takeover, and they did the pre-show, I'm telling you, boy, those guys were over. Soft. And no chance he's coming back now. Actually, Vince was Enzo's best chance to get back to the company. Triple H is not bringing him back. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Sometimes you kind of think as a fan, just one more pop would be great, but it's probably for the best. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Um, that's one of those great what-if stories. But uh, so anyhow, uh, before we move on to SmackDown, which which segues nice, do we have anything else in the news? Are we good? 
Yeah, I've been told by the producers of the show that I have to talk about this one. Bret Hart, who is a Hall of Famer uh, for his in-ring prowess, is basically piling on and weighing in on the Vince McMahon uh, sex, sexual charges story and saying, look, here is somebody who really wasn't out for anyone else but himself. And what had happened and transpired is something he's caught coming a mile away. Bret Hart, visionary, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Bret Hart punched Vince in the face before. I, I, you know, look, I, I get that Bret Hart is a fear wrestler for a lot of people, but this was something he didn't have to weigh in on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wh- yeah. why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you're mad. Oh, you know, you're bitter. You didn't have to pile on, but you did. So, congrats, Bret. You know, shout to Canada. You know, Bret just generally doesn't care. And to that, uh, to your point, you know, he didn't say anything until it was safe to say something about Vince. But when you say that, it's the word safe is kind of the thing because there are wrestlers on legend contracts who were, you know, uh, frightened of ever saying anything about Vince, pure fear, you know, and I don't think Brett has that, but I think, you know, if you spoke out against Brett or against Vince, that could hurt your bottom line, that could hurt your ability to feed your family. So I don't mind people coming out and Brett's the right guy to do it because once he decides to start talking, uh, he's Brett, he won't stop. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't stop. Well, I blame Goldberg. And I will say the the other side of this coin, and this is the one that I think is um, positive for for justice uh, and the sake of, of you know resolving a lot of these outstanding issues is now not not what I mean. People want to express their opinion now. That's fine, but now that there's safety in in speaking out, I believe that if other people come out with other allegations or details, and we're already starting to see uh that you know that happened a little bit i think that that's that's a good thing that now there's cover and no fear of retribution or reprisal from vince mcmahon so i I applaud that but yeah it just seemed like brett chiming in is a little you know it is what it is it's a little yeah brett screw brett yeah um anyhow uh let's talk about smackdown tonight we opened with triple h coming out to the ring to tell us what we knew from the press conference to confirm Cody versus Roman in the main event for the Undisputed Championship at WrestleMania. Um, but then Triple H taking shots at The Rock. With a lot of stuff of it doesn't matter, know your role, flipping a lot of catchphrases around. Matt, given the fact that Triple H cannot, should not, will not ever wrestle again, did that dampen any of the potential fire behind his words at Dwayne Johnson tonight. It is wrestling. I have seen many people wrestle who should not be wrestling. Like probably tonight, I probably saw people wrestling who shouldn't be wrestling. So you could never say never. You know, Jerry Lawler wrestled after he had a heart attack on eye and died on the sideline of Raw. You know, um, it seems to me, I said so last night, it seems to me that there is more of a pull towards uh, Rock and Roman versus Cody and Hunter than there was towards <laughs> Seth. Because Seth wasn't, I mean, he came to Cody's aid a little bit, but he was kind of on the sideline, not doing much. And really, the attention was drawn to Triple H, which bears well for how people in the company think he's gonna fare in the Vince scandal, but also is kind of new to you know being a focus now. And so, hmm. what else is the focus? Playing off on the real life heat with The Rock, I think it works. Well, I mean, that being said, Flo, but tell me if you agree with this. Given the roasting that Roman did, I mean, and Seth, even everything that Seth said about Roman isn't really an insult. 
right. a champion, but you don't have to wrestle that much. Oh my God. The average American watching that goes, what a terrible person who gets the status and doesn't have to work that hard to keep it. Sure yeah. don't want to be like him. Sure. Um, but I feel like Seth, though, needs to get a little bit of his grip back, as it were. Yeah, I think when Seth said that at first, I was like, yeah, you're right, because we like what our, our champions to work hard and be there every week. But, you know, Roman spun in such a way that kind of caught uh, Seth with his pants down. And it is a secondary championship, no matter how well you want to slice it. We love Seth Rollins, but definitely when he that title moves on to someone else, i.e. Uh, Cody or L.A. Knight. Or oh. The wrestling gods. The man. It happened to me on Wednesday. Fobo. Really? But um, to uh, uh, I'm sorry. What was your question to him? Because I will. Oh, about Seth. Seth is saying oh. in the chat. You know, people are like uh, Budweiser. Nigerian saying he looks like a secondary champ. People Absolutely. Saying he looks like a chump. You know, they they he is an afterthought. He's not someone who's uh, thought of much. You know, in this whole thing. You know, the Roman Reigns does not come from the Hulk Hogan. Or I'm sorry, Hulk Hogan's a bad example. Ric Flair school of promos, where you kind of put the guy over. Roman Reigns comes from that John that John Cena, where he's like the John Cena school of promos, where he's like, I you're gonna come at me with what you got, I'm gonna come at you with what I got. We're gonna see who looks better at the end. And you go for the you go for the jugular. And of course, Cena learned that from The Rock. So poor Seth. Poor Seth. He's gonna be fine because he's gonna wrestle great for the next five years and gonna be great. But man, that belt got whatever he built up in that belt belt which he did, is now gone. It's gone. It is really gone. A, it looked like like it was thrown in a trash can like Medusa. It was just, poor Seth just, it was dangling from his hip as the real action for the real belt was going on. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. And, uh, okay, Flobo had Chrome crash. He's going to try and get back on here in a minute. But, uh, yeah, uh, what, what's the term the kids use? Uh, Seth got bodied with uh, Roman's remarks. Big time, and to what end, you know, to what end? The only way it makes sense is if there's an eventual Seth and Roman feud. Otherwise, Roman's just being like Cena. He's just going to go for the jugular, and if Seth can't survive in that ring with him, I think the the, the Cena philosophy is that's on him. Mm-hmm. So, Flobo. They try uh, to shut me down, man. I'm back, though. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so they showed the... Down. Check me down. Let's go. They're having qualifiers for Elimination Chamber. Whoever wins Elimination Chamber is going to face Seth. Sure. And Mania. Now, tell me, they put up that graphic of contenders. On that graphic, which yeah. matchup? Not, I don't think any of them feel as big as CM Punk versus Seth at WrestleMania to main event night one. I don't think any of them feel as big as Cody versus Seth at WrestleMania. But which one feels the closest to a credible WrestleMania main event of all those challengers? In elimination chamber. So this is why I'm kind of torn because if you would have had to strictly like a wrestling match, I would have, I would have said AJ, but AJ hasn't really won, and we'll get to that match today. So he's even out mm -hmm. of the competition. But as far as like name versus name, if I was in the writers room, it's LA Knight. Here's a guy with the hottest track with nowhere to go. Why not shot shot him for WrestleMania? Even if he doesn't win, a main event of night one of WrestleMania. Even if he doesn't win, because he's a guy that went to Saudi and he was the main event before, and he has hmm. the groundswell to not give it a little bit of, of an oomph. But we have to say that look, the World Heavyweight Championship is a secondary championship. Why not be that guy? But yeah, if it was up to me, if if we're playing GM mode, I, it would have been AJ. But poor guy can't buy a win. Matt on the graphic. 
Man, what a graphic, right? They have really stocked themselves up with some great names. I think Logan Paul is by far the most compelling name, except they already, they already wrestled in, yeah. a, in a high-profile match. So there goes that. You know, I think Bobby, there's there's um, there's possibility to build up Bobby Lashley. He's been pretty protected. The fans are looking to get behind him for something. Um, that could be a thing. Um, you know, I guess it's going to be Drew, and that's fine. My pick would have been Braun Breaker. I would have had Braun Breaker mm. get in that elimination chamber, go through those guys like a Vegematic, and then people are being like, holy crap. Because just, just there's still mystery in the air about him. There's a newness factor about him. You saw the way he was in the Rumble. He could do that in Elimination Chamber mm. uh, much more credibly than, um, you know, uh, Shayna Baszler did a couple years ago. Uh, I think that would have been the move, you know, put Braun in there. But you don't want to hurt Drew and you don't want to hurt these other guys who are who are doing pretty well now, too. Drew's doing amazing work. Um, I have a feeling if I'm going to be really cynical about who it's going to be, it's going to be Randy Orton versus Seth Night One of Mania. Which, I mean, because they're, yeah. But, Why not? But, it's that just feels not, like the corporate decision. I mean, just just think of it. Think of where we've gone. You know, we went from Seth Rollins and CM Punk to Seth mm -hmm. Rollins and Orton, and I think that's the issue is that there was an excitement about that. Like nobody was complaining about Night One when it was Punk. yeah, but now it's Orton on another return. He's great. Don't get me wrong, but throwing them together again. You know, I saw the match. I was there for thirty one. What a great match in WrestleMania. So they could play off of that. But I don't know about night one main eventer. I think you got to go yeah. with Drew because Drew is on fire and doing the best he's ever done. But Ellie Knight too. Ellie Knight for the same reason. The uh, he yeah. could be there too. It could be Becky versus Rhea main event night one, and then Orton sure. and Seth either opens the show or goes support. Right. I think the difference here is that uh, Randy Orton has that. We don't know if this is his last run. I mean, he had that injury, the spinosis, I think it was, or whatever it was, was out for 18 months. That's a kind of an un under the radar thing they can play up if they were to do that route. It's not my choice either. I'm not saying I'm not advocating for it, but it'll be different than 31's main event. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, they could totally play off of it and Randy will make it work. But I think you're right, Glenn. I think. No one, the best, you know, insurance they have is to put a women's match as the main event of night one because no one's going to complain about it mm -hmm. because of, you know, how, how I think it'll be great. Yeah. No, no, yeah, but I, it, 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 I, it'll, I think it'll yeah. be great. See, I would have picked if not, I said for months or like the two months, I was like, it's going to be CM Punk and Seth because you, you have to do that. There's no bigger match, but I think Becky versus Rhea is a main event match. I think if they built it, Bianca versus Jade could have a lot of mystique and draw around it, but I feel that if they're not going to, I think they might have a match of mania, but if they're not going to build that till after elimination chamber, that's, that's not going to feel like a main event match. It's got to be Bianca and, and Jade because what else you can do with Bianca? Like Bianca, yeah. I just saw her get set up to lose the elimination chamber today. And to me, like, you know, if I'm investing money in WWE, I'm investing in Bianca Belair. Like Bianca Belair is the whole package. She has been for a very long time and she had a very big future ahead of her. So mm -hmm. they can waste WrestleMania or two before she gets there. But I'd love to see her uh, uh, maybe face Jade, but I would have, wouldn't have seen her face Rhea either. Yeah. It's exciting, but you know, I think Rhea and Becky have good drawing power. I think people, I think it's going to be a great match. I think Becky's still my pick for Chamber. Um, given that that face off they had at the press conference, I mean that 
barely below the heat. I mean, like if if you put that in anything else except for what happened with The Rock at all, like that was a phenomenal face-off and exchange they had yesterday, and the crowd was going nuts for it. So we'll see. So that tournament started tonight with Drew McIntyre or DM Punk, as he now wants to be called, uh, or DM Hunk, pardon me, uh, versus AJ Styles. And man, AJ is in this stage of his career, huh? Like, took the pin at the Rumble, lost this to Drew. I guess they're just assuming that, you know, they can get these losses out of the way now before they give him another run. Is another run coming at all? Because that's the question I have. I mean, here's somebody that made the effort to break away from the OC. So you're thinking, okay, maybe something's happening. But I think took three straight losses back-to-back on SmackDown. It's like, oh, man, I know he's going to be cannon fodder. It's like he did all those curls for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he 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 got himself a new weight set. No reason at all. He came and got took a bunch of losses. You know, caught an ab roller. Look, look, and not only do you have the gloves, sir, but there's a technique involved that requires practice. Yeah, get that to to look right. Because I remember my kid. I got my kid some gloves, and we were working on a while. How do you do the? Yeah, do it. How do you? How do you? It takes takes some practice. Word. No, I like AJ. It's, it's, it's unfortunate that Drew McIntyre is a buzzsaw right now, you know? Drew's doing great work, man. I mean... He's dialed in, bro. He's dialed in, and he knows it, and he's happy about it, and he's still going forward. His character is, is supposed to be one where uh, he is rationalized in all his decisions. He believes he's right. He believes in he's in the right. And also, yeah. it doesn't help we all forget every time until we turn the tv on drew mcintyre is like nine feet tall and he weighs like seven thousand <laughs> guy is a legit gigantic as a as a giant human being myself I, I couldn't go for months without seeing someone taller than me i'm six four drew is way taller than me in real life just uh, a, a very uh intimidatingly so giant guy well, let me put him over for a second because i rode a roller coaster with this man less than 24 hours ago but top dollar we needed to check and make sure he was not too tall to ride the roller coaster. I've never been with somebody who had that potential challenge. Man's flexing. Yeah, me and Drew were hanging out with the roller coaster in Vegas. You know, have you tried it? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, did he, did he do it? Was he? Yeah, he did it. Okay, he did cool. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, all right. Yeah, That's yeah. Fine. <laughs> it was nice seeing him. It was. Yeah, pretty, I don't have any wrestler friends by the way. Very. Ch- I don't have wrestler friends. Okay. Um, I mean, we follow each other. I don't think he realized that we follow each other. I, I don't have any friends with friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's cool. That's fine. You know, thanks for the invite. <laughs> I have one wrestling wrestling friend and a lot who pretend they're my friends. Hey, that counts. <laughs> that does count, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Drew won tonight. It was it was good. This was a good match. Uh, Drew's on fire right now. And then speaking of uh, fire, oh my god, this promo for Pretty Deadly. <laughs> Kit Wilson was sad. Alan Prince was trying to cheer him up. And quick <laughs> Queen Elizabeth said hello from the clouds. Like this is the NX, the spirit of NXT is now officially rocking it on SmackDown every week. This was great. Can can we was it? I love really, this. Like, I don't know, man. Like they're just not connecting with the audience, is the thing. And so it's it's not a it's it's not a main okay like I let me put it this way it's not a mainstream gimmick in the right way like it's mainstream in that they can get cheap heat because they're very feminine men who are very pretty 
and do a lot of things that some people are like, oh, that's funny because they're so effeminate. But if you, re if you remove that and if you like their style of comedy and you take them seriously, which I do, and plus they're just truly, truly handsome men. Um, they are. I do like the work they're doing. And it popped me because the, the Queen Elizabeth impression sounded like Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall when he would do the Queen Elizabeth impression. Right. Yeah, which yeah. that really and it was just so unexpected tonight when they thought they saw the spirit of Queen Elizabeth in the sky. Like that joke was for a very small segment of people. I think that's I am why it worked for me. I, I like yeah. I like them. I, I do think they have a chance because you need someone to at least eat eat, eat pins. But I was like the fact they sold uh, Pete Dunn's uh, that was figure, awesome too figure manipulation because no one does it on the main roster. It's kind of like this. People forget it hurts. I like that, but yeah, the Queen Elizabeth thing was kind of like. Am I supposed to be British to get this? Like, I, don't, I don't know what the whole intent was there. And in a gazebo in the middle of Florida? What? Amazing. Okay. Yeah, sure. What I like is that a producer said, I've got two minutes of airtime on national network television to do something with Pretty Deadly, and this is what I choose to do. Yeah, they did chose it. Yeah. It was a little uh, adult swim for uh, WWE standard, and I appreciated that. I respected that. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, I just like that they're trying stuff right now in WWE. I, I mean, whether it's the new graphics that we're seeing, whether it's these NXT style vignettes, like SmackDown is feeling like a better show just from a pure production and entertainment point of view. Yeah. You know? I mean, also, Ryan Blaney was there. NASCAR driver walked around the champion. I can't believe you didn't mention that, Glenn. What kind of journalist are you? Right you, I prefer there. to think of myself as a pundit more than a journalist. Yeah, but... me too. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't write anything. Sure. Yeah. I, I write, but no one reads it. So. Oh. Still counts. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm a journalist. All right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, Bianca Belair took on Mi Chin tonight in Women's Elimination Chamber qualifier. And once again, Mi Chin Mia Yim has the strongest defeat consistently of any woman in WWE or NXT. Yeah. So silly me, I thought this was going to be like an OC development, right? AJ took the loss today. He's on his own. OC came out with them. Michi and I go, okay, maybe if Michi loses, this could be the end of something. So that doesn't even get addressed. So now you just have a group taking losses separately. Wh what? <laughs> what the and I, I, I like Bianca, and I and I know that you got to make your opponent look strong, but I felt like she took way too, too much time to dispatch me a yam. Let's but be this real. this has been like the third time this has happened now. I'm just saying, man. OC needs to be done because I was waiting for something that never happened. If Meechin's going to do something solo, it has to be now because I don't believe her as a single competitor. Okay. Right. Hear me out. What if – this is a good comedy gimmick. This would have been great for, like, uh, the social outcasts. Like, okay. what if the OC's thing is, like – strongest in defeat and they can put it in latin whatever like job is. squad pin me yeah, pin but me no but they're the strongest in defeat though that doesn't work you can't you, know? <laughs> you can't put yourself over being a loser you'll always beat us but barely yeah. <laughs> oh. oh man which is pretty much like every uh, AEW match you know like uh <laughs> you know you have the guy going for the world champion uh ship and if he faces anybody else in the company that it's going 20 minutes, folks. It's going 20 minutes. There's going to be three hope spots and it's going to go on forever. 
I don't know. I mean, you're right as AEW, but I don't know what the plan is there for that group. I, mean, I feel like they're almost afraid to break them up because they want to keep them on retainer to use them for something, but it, no, it doesn't happen. So I, I don't know what to expect. That's why I think I was waiting for this match for all the wrong reasons. I thought someone was going to pop off with the OC stuff or Final Testament stuff and or have them attack OC, and nothing happened on either end. Final Testament didn't even show up tonight. Did yeah, they? yeah. I, I just thought of that. They were chilling like, oh. with Santos Escobar. Remember him? <laughs> he wasn't there either. <laughs> I think they just they need to add like someone else random to their group. You know, you got like the really old guy and you got the hot girl. Maybe like an Eskimo. You know, like something just completely out of left field because it doesn't look random enough for me yet. Final Testament. Well, Bobby and uh, the Prophets and BFAB, now they need an old man to beat up Paul Ellering and even the odds. I wonder what he's going to look like. <laughs> it's They're going to get Teddy Long, right? They're going to, you know, they're going to get, uh, actually, Teddy Long wouldn't be bad. He's still kicking. He's still doing good. I had Tony Atlas on my card. Well, Tony Atlas would be hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Uh, strongest in defeat in Latin is fortissimum incladum. That's the OC. Strongest in defeat. Uh, so Bianca won tonight. Dude, that would work for Tony Atlas, too. See, there you go. <laughs> because he loves feet. Strongest oh, yeah. in defeat. He does. Yeah. That is me and finisher move, too. Strongest yeah. in defeat, Tony Atlas. <laughs> that would be funny if that was the original thing, and then they changed it to strongest in defeat because they yeah. kept losing. That's, yeah. Uh, but okay. So um, Bianca won. We saw Braun Breaker backstage with Triple H, and then Paul Heyman was there. And then Paul announced that the Roman Reigns and The Rock are going to be there next week on SmackDown. I I like the Paul Heyman stuff. I I don't know why Braun gets to wait a week and still not make a decision. Because like, it seems like everyone they don't know what's happening at Mania yet. We're no, just I, this, 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 okay. I, yeah. I, I know the storyline wise, but as a ca in character, if I'm Braun Breaker and both brands gives me a choice, what am I doing? Going, I'm gonna go back to the first show and ask the guy who happens to be there for his advice. Like, what what was he trying to gain? Like, pick, pick a brand, man. You could do Braun versus Gunther Mania. Probably that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think LA Knight gets Logan Paul still in the U.S. Championship. Maybe that's not bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be AJ too, you know? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like, it's just, everything feels so just, ah, uh, right now. It's very but weird. To, to be fair, there's been previous years where we've been like one month out and we mm -hmm. had no idea what the hell they were going to do, especially in recent year uh, history. So the fact that we're two months out and we're this kind of set up and this kind of excited for WrestleMania, it's kind of what WWE's always dreamed of, you know? Yeah, and Drew McIntyre, could you do us all a favor and please do not keep praying for wrestlers to get injured because that'll really screw some things up right now even more. His manifestation is powerful. It's true. Uh, so we heard from Bailey tonight. We wanted to talk about the damage control split. And uh, this was a good promo. Crowd was behind her. But the, the big development was Dakota Kai came out and Bailey did not know whose side Dakota was on. Dakota said she wasn't there last week because she was seeing her doctors about a return to the ring. Yeah, Friday night, 8 p.m., thumbs up. 
I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy Dakota Kai at all. Uh, he showed up Bailey today. I get it, but something's up with her. No, that would make it was like, that's the only time I could get an appointment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What HMO do you have? And she's like, we, I don't have an HMO. I'm an independent contractor. They don't give us insurance. You should know this. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but she was seeing her doctor. Uh, so the. Uh, Kari and EO and Asuka came out then down to the ring and it looked like Dakota was going to hit Bailey with a chair, but no, she really had the chair to defend Bailey. And then she single-handedly fought off all of damage control. And for now it seems like Bailey and her are cool. Uh, it's a little weird damage control split the way it did, but, um, that's weird optics, but, it's a little strange. There's just a that's just a kind of a weird component. Oh, how was it strange there, Glenn? Here, here's what here's what we're saying, Glenn. I said it earlier about Teddy Long, right? Uh, yeah. WWE still has a history of putting people together based on ethnicity, whether it be factions, tag mm -hmm. teams, or feuds. It comes from, of course, uh, this country's racist history, where they used to have wrestling where only people of color could wrestle people of color, and yeah. only. And you could not do anything else because, and we still had those reverberations where when I say something like, we know what that, the old man's going to look like. Everybody's like, yeah, of course he's going to be a person of color because that's what everybody else, you know, in the group is. And I thought the same thing, like WWE, you don't have to group people all the time based on ethnicity. So uh, not to get serious, but optically it looks bad that we all assumed it was going to happen and knew it was going to happen. This is why Matt should be on the show more often. He's more eloquent than I am. I'm just saying, like, New Zealand is on the Eastern Hemisphere, too. I mean, that's the way I was going to slice it. I'm just saying. It's not even Asian. Hemisphere. Just... <laughs> Dude, my hemisphere, bro. I'm just saying. That's the same. Yeah, I'm I can't trust the code. I, I really can't. Something's up. Why have the chair? Why walk out the ring for a little bit? Why get in? Something's really up there. It's kind of weird. And also, she did not actually hit anybody in the oh, yeah. damage control with the chair. Mm-hmm. And while I'm at it, can LWO have a feud with someone that's not Legato? Like, can we just change it up a little bit? They're going to get the CMLO guys in from AW, and they'll feud with them because that's that, that's a, looks like what that's, they want to do. That's this company. Yeah, Anyhow. I mean, they, these guys are going to be wrestling each other forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The LWO yeah. and, and uh, Escobar, and them, they're going to be together forever. Like, just let's get you. And it's fine because they're all really good. Yeah. And even with wrestling styles, I always say wrestling at its best is like a fighting game. And that's why I want to see, I want to see a luchador against like a Zangief type, you know? Yeah, like, like if the original UFC wasn't such a horror movie, like what we would want to see, you know, oh, the yeah. big fat guy against the little karate guy and the boxer. That's what they pitch. And it looks great in the graphic until... Uh, you know, people are tapping out because their elbows are breaking, and the referee's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" Like, uh, <laughs> but I think in uh in in wrestling, I I love that, especially you know when I was younger, watching teams like the Hart Foundation take on a team like the Rockers, very very different teams, very different teams. You know, Demolition taking on the Rockers. You know, uh, the Crockett's. I'm sorry, in the Crockett, uh, the Horsemen taking on the Russians. Like that's what it's all about. You don't have to put these exact same styles together all the time. Yeah. Sidebar, Demolition, dope theme song, but continue. True. Good theme song. 
good theme song. The problem with UFC was they all decided what was it, like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was the all. It turned out that's the ultimate fighting style, and it's not going to be like the movie Bloodsport where I'm going to see a sumo wrestler versus someone doing you know uh, Krav Maga. Right. I mean, imagine how history would be different if uh, if Hoist Gracie missed his flight. You know. I'm just saying, can we, could someone license, actually, I don't even think you have to license, just could someone make like a professional Kumite organization? They don't have to fight to the death. Well, let's just bring the Kumite to the mainstream. Isn't that kind of the gimmick though? Fighting to the death? <laughs> I mean, you power want diet, diet Kumite? <laughs> power slap's the closest thing we have to fighting to the death. Fair enough. I, think, fair enough. And, uh, I gotta admit, I like, would like rail against fight slap on Twitter. Like, yeah. And then I went back and like watched all the episodes because... <laughs> I enjoyed the violence very much. I'm just the, saying. The power slap makes me uncomfortable. Me too. Like, and then I unpause and I watch the rest. <laughs> and also, like, Forrest Griffin is there as, uh -huh. like, one of the guys who catches the guys. And I'm like, that's the best payday Forrest Griffin could get is, like, catch the slap knockout guy. Like, what do you get for that? A hundred bucks a day? Like, that can't be good. They didn't even say him by name. I'm just like, that's Forrest Griffin back there, you know? Wow. Well, we can still hold that hope that Raw Underground maybe will join WWE Speed as its own brand. This reminds me of Velocity. That was kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Okay. They should, uh, get, th uh, they should get Sandra Bullock to host it. <laughs> We're here live with a bus just during change. <laughs> they should you do can... it on a bus. I mean, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Why? The Lex Express. <laughs> limit the, the, the match to five minutes. Limit the ring to like four... They're three feet wide with angry commuters on either side of you uh, who wish they had cars. Man, that was about to be over quick. I mean, Jericho was able to do it on a cruise ship. I think we could do it on a bus. If the bus slows down to under 55 miles an hour, the match ends. Oh, man. What athletic commission is going to prove that? I mean, Nevada? I don't know. Probably, I mean, yeah. Nevada, pretty, yeah. The Wild here. West, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? Okay, so... Uh, Flobo, to you first, what'd you think of Bailey's promo and the drama with maybe Dakota and her are going to do their own thing going I forward? actually didn't like Dakota being part of this. I felt like yeah. once Bailey got the breakaway, it needed to be established. Like, look, I don't care for any of you guys. Because if you remember, Dakota was kind of like, no, 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 they're your friends. But we realized they weren't her friends. So you didn't need Dakota there. Uh, but now that we have that, I'm okay with having the filler of is Dakota a friend? Is she not a friend? But when it's all said and done, Bailey is someone that needs her flowers. She needs a chance to shine at WrestleMania. Hopefully it's a one-on-one -on -one thing. It's going to be at the expense of a very mid-run from EO Sky, but I do think Bailey's ready to be champ walking out of the face. Matt? This is the best way to get a good ending out of the mid-run by EO Sky, right? Is to have Bailey, the fans are ready to love her again, you know, and they never really stop loving her. We all love Bailey. Um, it's not going to be a main event match. But it's the moment that Bailey, that as fans of wrestling, we feel good about seeing someone like Bailey getting. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be good. The problem then, though, with Kari and Asuka as tag champs is then EO is the odd woman out with that title. Mm -hmm. That's going to be awkward. Well, I mean, yeah. we know how important those women tag titles are to the WWE, so I'm sure. They need to be more they, important. They need to be more important. They plan that out way further than the Cody thing. Yeah. <laughs> I heard they know what they're doing with those titles for the next four years. Like Chelsea Green. Yeah, they, he knows who the next five championships are. That's right. It's going to happen. In, well, actually, if Oscar and Kari didn't have it, I would say that would be happening in a week. 
Um, but man, if they took the time to build it, that would be the other route for Bianca and Jade. They would be a powerhouse tag team, but I don't want to no. see Kari and Asuka lose it so quick. Bianca and Jade cannot be a tag team. Not now. No, I think they should have a one-on-one feud, but it's WWE, so who knows what wacky ideas they're going to come up with. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, in some non-Smackdown news, I was delighted to see on Twitter tonight that Sol Ruka made her debut, her uh, re-debut. In, uh, Already? NXT. She's back. She wrestled a house show tonight. Whoa! That was like, what, seven months? Nine. Still, that is... That's how an ACL tear was the end of your career. Now they were coming back like a long weekend? That's crazy. Shout out to Sol Ruka. She's great. Yeah. I remember uh, when Harold Miner uh, in the NBA came back the same season he tore his ACL. Like, wow. thing, it used to be ACLs would just like be done. And now you can just do, you know, you're right, it's over. Uh, but but now you can still, especially wrestling, you can continue your career without an ACL. You lose a little bit of explosiveness. But, you know, you learn other things like Jordan, Michael Jordan. You just turn, you learn a fadeaway, man. It's all good. It's ridiculous, man. It's crazy. Uh, we also saw, um, well, we heard from uh, Dominic Mysterio backstage. He's going to be facing Kevin Owens next week in the Elimination Chamber chamber qualifier. That's fine. I'm for it. Um, should be all right. Yeah. Who would you bet on? Flobo. Uh, um, or Matt? Um, Kevin Owens, because you can always do something with Dominic. And yeah. Kevin Owens needs to be kept in that good position to remind fans, you know, uh, where he is. But Dom's going to get booed no matter what. So you can just have him lose and face freaking, you know, the Wendy's mascot or something. Everybody will love it. That That's the reason why I think Dom should win this one. Because if you think about the Limitation Chamber, it's two, two weeks away. And it's okay, but it definitely feels like a filler show. Why not give Australia a place to boo that guy with that nuclear heat? Um, if I was booking the show, but if it was, if fighting was shoot fighting, it would be KO all day. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I, I think Dominic, and I bet this promo is like, you know, he's with uh, Rhea. So in a way, isn't he basically Australian? You know, he's just a uh, ceremony and a li- marriage license away from getting that. They do not like him. I'll show you either. <laughs> you so know, uh, if, I was, if it was a real fight, yeah. Dom would um, shank him. And then Dom right. would win, right? You know, Dom, Dom, Dom's gonna have phone books tied around his waist to make sure no one can shank him back, and he's going, he's going for it. Wow, he was in prison for three days, man. <laughs> hey, oh, wasn't uh, it'll yeah. change a man? It'll change a man. Let's go out different. Uh, um, I was gonna say, uh, you know, maybe not Wendy's, but in Australia they have Hungry Jacks, which is yeah. Burger King. But it's called Hungry Jacks. Like if they have a mascot, you know, maybe they can get some of those dollars. Dominic can lose to the Hung- Hungry Jacks mascot in the Elimination Chamber kickoff. I'm down for the Hungry Jacks uh, being the, the sponsor. <laughs> One match ago, sponsored by Hungry Jacks. <laughs> Don't go to Macos today. <laughs> you practicing on, on being fluent in Australian culture before? I, uh... I have zero. I'm going to be the most American. <laughs> I'm gonna be the most like stumbling, bumbling American person ever. I'm so excited. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know a ton about Australian culture. I mean, I know like NXS, Crocodile Dundee, Yahoo Serious, uh, Tomorrow When the War Began, which is a very popular book that's kind of like Red Dawn and it was wow. a movie and a TV show. Neighbors Long Ring Soap Opera, Kylie Minogue. Wow. Um, Just add a can of Foster's. You'll friend everybody. <laughs> this is what you guys drink. 
I think I watched like a season of The Voice Australia and oh, yeah, uh, Benji and Joel from Good Charlotte were like uh, judges and they were sharing a chair. It was weird. Oh. Um, yeah, I know a little bit about Australian culture. It's soccer season bit. out there or football season. Where so. are you flying yeah. out of to go to Australia? So from LA, you can't, you, you have to go uh, to Sydney or Melbourne. So I'm flying through Sydney and then over to Perth. Nice. So how, how long of a flight is that from California? It's 16 hours to Sydney, then five hours to Perth. So it's gonna be, it's, it's actually two days. Like I'm leaving the 20th and I'm landing the 22nd. Like, oh crap. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't think I love anything enough to do that. That's, that's fair a enough. Lot, fair enough. True, it's, good, true. True. it's a boyhood dream come true, man. You gotta do it. Oh, yeah. I know. I get it. Just my ADD, like, if I'm on a flight for like an hour, I'm just, I'm just dying. I'm so bored out of my mind. And, uh, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But 22 hours of it, I guess you just, um, you know, take some drinks and take some gummies and just pass out for <laughs> 16 hours. I think that's the plan. That's what I did. A bunch of Netflix and, <laughs> and gummies, man. Just they're, it, they're legal here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. LA, man. Nice. Uh, so DIY made a SmackDown appearance tonight, taking on Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn to see who was going to be uh, facing Judgment Day at Elimination Chamber. The new number one contenders uh, are done and bait, but Matt, what'd you think of this match and seeing DIY on SmackDown? It was a great match, great match, great wrestlers, you know, and it just kind of struck me that I think in the 2024 Triple H era of, you know, um, of booking guys who are this sized, who are very, very good, um, will have an opportunity, but mostly in tag teams. And I think that's fine, you know, because when you look at the way AJ Styles looked, you know, uh, next to Drew, I mean, imagine Tyler Bate as great as he is standing next to Drew. Um, but I thought it was great. We knew this was happening. We knew it was going to be Bate and done. And I'd look for them to win those tag titles because they've been really? telling the story. They've been telling yeah. the story. They're not telling the story to have them lose. They're also telling the story of the Judgment Day kind of fracturing too. So those two things kind of coincide. I don't like DIY, man. This is they're kind of corny. They're just so. I mean, NXT it made sense, but it's kind of like, hey guys, remember us? We were cool, right? And it's just so bad. Uh, personally, I think Peter Dune or Dune, I think his name is now. Uh, I think him and Tyler Bate are due for getting like a uniform identity as British Funk style or whatever. But DIY needs something quick. I, I don't think they're they're long for this division because they look like a, a, like creator wrestlers out there, man. Damn. Yeah, yeah, um, but you're right though. Like, they look like they might look like that, but Dunn and Bate look like when your little brother got a hold of the controller and just started making up outfits for people because yeah, they, yeah. Bate looks like he's in underwear, and that Pete Dunn bruiserweight gear is amazing for making someone who looks like he's in shape uh, make it look like he's in terrible shape. Like that's the worst <laughs> gear ever. That's my favorite. <laughs> um. I my sincerest hope is that our truth shows up and helps Judgment Day retain those titles and then gets into Judgment Day Elimination Chamber. Interesting. That, I think we might be due for a mania moment for our truth. So whatever with the Judgment Day kind of coincides with that moment will be that. Um, I imagine maybe it has to do with the maybe the Money in the Bank case or something like that. But I don't know if he's a full fledged Judgment Day member quite yet. Yeah, well, I could see it being short-lived and then maybe him and The Miz team up and they have the Mania match for the tag titles or something. Instead of inviting him, they invite The Rock. Because <laughs> The Rock said at a board meeting, I'd like to be in the Judgment Day. They said, we're going to put our truth into it. And he's like, we'll do our truth later. It's going to be me this time. Wow. 
<laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if The Rock is just in every storyline yeah. in WWE just, going forward? Just in purple, call everyone cookie pusses. That, that's just a match. <laughs> if Brian, if Brian Gewers could type fast enough, he would be. <laughs> that's ridiculous. The Rock and Judgment Day. Uh, that's giving you an idea. If I can't sleep tonight, I'm going to make a, bu- a bunch of graphics of inserting The Rock into every WWE storyline and what that would look like. Because uh, clearly that's what the world needs. Final Rock. Yeah. Would it be weirder if The Rock was in Final Testament? Final Testament looks like a group of people waiting for a bus. Yeah. Final Testament. Chase you, Rock. DIY Rock. <laughs> you can't do it yourself. <laughs> you smile. Look, group of people waiting for a bus is such a better name than Final Testament. <laughs> yeah. Do you agree? <laughs> that is terrible. Group of people waiting for a bus. <laughs> and it's expressed. I mean, okay, so if Carrie Cross shaves his head again, coordinates some gear with the authors of pain. No. And then- okay. No. You've been trying to get his head shaved. It won't change how lame it he is. He looks like a no. dude. He is always going to be a dude on that show. I'm sorry. He was NXT for two years. He was a Raw for three months. He was at SmackDown for a year. This guy is just a dude. I, I shave heads not going to change anything. I'm sorry. Now, Killer Cross is a good person. I'm proud of the guy who plays him is great. But Karrion Cross in WWE has no place in the way we have other characters now, man. Hmm. And you don't have Rey Mysterio around to beat him up anymore. So what's he going to do? Go after Bobby Lashley for what reason? Why? Just because. You got stomped out by BFAB last week. Are you kidding me? I like seeing BFAB in that promo tonight with uh, Bobby and the Street Profits. They look they look great together. They did. They did. I mean, they're all very good looking people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's not like they look like a bunch of people waiting for a bus, you know? No, and that's my point. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're all dressed up. They compliment one another. There's a vibe. Right. Bus vibe. The Final Testament has no vibe. I will agree to that. There's no vibe at all, except how much longer will we will we see these people? I'll ask this one question. Tell me what kind of group they are. Are they paramilitary? Are they magic? Are they trying to be psychological? <laughs> There's like four things at once. The We've learned magic doesn't ring. work. If <laughs> Alba Fire and Isla Dawn can't make magic work, magic don't work. I'm just saying. But you got Bobby Lashley going, uh, I'm almighty. And this guy being like, I'm coming after the souls of the tendrils of your neurons. What? Come on, man. And we're going to do that between these ropes. You know, <laughs> right. Like, you know, like, <laughs> Get him, Scarlet. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so dumb. And then all of a sudden, Road Warrior Animal just appears, you know. Um, <laughs> it's that's a great question are they magic or paramilitary that's hilarious because i was just thinking the reason they don't work i mean on a real level uh, people want to know why why your character does what they do what it is that motivates them it creates 3d characters we have not had that with carrying cross i mean if if you want to look at and analyze it like that there's no 3d dimension to that any of them at all like why should we care about paul ellering like i know paul ellering is but maybe we should do something about that and just <laughs> make this random old guy just show yeah. up every week, but, you know? And you look at um, Drew McIntyre, full 3D character. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. But you let know? me uh, say this in defense of the Final Testament. Let me give you a comparison of that kind of works because you say paramilitary mystic. Are those things mutually exclusive? 
as a counterpoint, I offer Cobra in the G.I. Joe universe. They were military force. There was a serpent thing. There was magic and mysticism. They started a heavy metal band with subliminal lyrics to try and uh, influence the youth to join Cobra. Right. Which is a very narrow goal, but they tried it. Let me ask you this. The the Cobra do operations or the Cobra go, I'm going to send my wife down there so she can do it for me. That's what I'm saying. They had Jade. Okay, first of all, they had cooler names. Like, and they had cooler outfits. Cobra Commander, Destro, like, these are cool-looking characters. Um, So, you know, I don't think so. I don't think it holds. But if they start a metal band called Cold Slither, and the songs are about joining Cobra, or the Final Testament, I could get behind that. Boo, Matt Coon's right. Matt Coon's right. Matt Coon's right. I like hearing that. I like hearing that. You know, um... I, I want them to do well. Like you said, I think Car- uh, Cross is a, is a good person, and he's worked really hard to get in this position, has always sure. been treated fairly by the industry, certainly has always been treated fairly by WWE. Uh, having these guys to back him up looks good on paper, but you see them all together. I want to know why. What do they stand for? Do they stand for, um, you know, a new world order, or do they stand for fighting dragons? You know, what, what, what is it? That's all I ask. That's all I Where ask. Where are we at? <laughs> Just, well, I'm I mean, with Drew you. Because that's an important that distinction. Sword. Andrew had never stabbed anybody, but he had that sword. Not anymore. And so it's gone. It was dumb, and his character suffered, right? Like, yeah. His character suffered because, uh, you know, I know I'm thinking, like, why doesn't he just chop their leg off? You know, yeah. like, well, uh, okay. <laughs> so That was definitely for the kids, though. Him having a sword and a kilt be like, name Angela, my mom. That is definitely for the kids and action yeah. figures. I will not buy an AOP action figure in 2024. I'm just not going to do it. You can't make me. And I have a D'Lo Brown action figure over there across, across the room. Mm. <laughs> D'Lo, I have, was, uh, D'Lo was amazing, though. See? I, 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 I still have new in the box both the Festival of Friendship playset and uh, the Miz and Maurice dressed as John Cena and Nikki Bella. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I don't I don't have anything cool. Just the, like um, the tights that uh, Mick Foley <laughs> wore when Edge speared him through the table. Um, and then... Uh, cool oh, wait. That. Yeah. I've got Osprey's Wrestle Kingdom tights when he fought Coda too. Dang. But other than that, I don't have anything cool. But um <laughs> yeah. you know, I fell in with some collectors for a while and it was during you know, like Conrad. And it was during yeah. the quarantine and I was bored and I had a credit card and I just started spending money, boy. I just started spending money on stuff. I got so much re- I'm looking at a Terry Funk signed barbed wire bat right now. Who needs that? Not me. Not me. <laughs> I was like, what's two hundred dollars? You know, I, I bought a Fender American Stratocaster as a uh, gift for myself at the end of nice. twenty twenty. It's blue. It's the color I always wanted, and I'm too scared to play it because so I ended up buying like a cheap two hundred dollar like beater guitar just to play because <laughs> oh, I don't wow. want to play my nice Stratocaster. <laughs> wow! How dare you? How dare you? It's play so beautiful. Play that damn guitar. So, it's supposed it's to be so played. Nice. It's supposed I know, to be played. It's so nice. It's supposed to be played. It's supposed to be played by you. It was bought by you to be played by you. And there's kids and people all over the world who play guitar who don't have a nice American made I know, I know. Because their foreign made stuff is crap. And the American made stuff, what's that? What it cost? Like 1800 Yeah, they're something about. Like that. Yeah, and with like, the case. But there's a reason why because it plays amazing and it sounds amazing. Sounds you know, beautiful. You have to play that guitar. It I is will, in your I'll, destiny. Otherwise, I will, uh, you just bought your, you know, your, your, your heirs that guitar. My heirs, yeah, my, yeah. my nieces and nephew are going to be like, what the hell's this? 
can I do dubstep on this? What can I do? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. No, I played it uh, a few times. And I like, scratched the pick guard, and I was just like, oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. You know, the plastic comes off the pick guard. I know, guitar, I know. Right? I can replace it. Okay. Well, I got a little amp. Although, I do have to say that the light, the light guitar that I've been using is just like a travel guitar, and I have to say it's nice because I can just keep it right near the desk, and that way I can just pick it up. I, like, I fidget with it when I'm on phone calls and stuff. It's like a great way to just distract myself. What's the first song you play when you pick up your guitar? Uh, for about a month, I think we talked about this last time. It was the opening riff to beat it, which I finally learned how to play. Wow. So there was that. Um, and now, uh, I've been doing some weird thing that I came up with. I'm really obsessed with like the second fret, um, the EA and D strings. So I've been doing different configurations, like some just fast picking stuff between them. You know, I had a, a concert, um, two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. You told me the Michael Jackson and, stuff, right? Yeah. And the, all the kids did every song off a of thriller and the, awesome. the group of kids that were, uh, um, eight and seven year old did beat it, so I'm not trying to make mm-hmm. you feel bad. Um, of course, the guitar solo was played by my 11 year old uh, Jackson, who's amazing. But yeah, just to let you know if the if my eight year olds can do it, you can do it. Oh, <laughs> and then there was a day when Rosenberg was arguing that no great pop song was ever sampled for a hip hop song, and my counterpoint was Ghetto Superstar. So I was like, I want to learn the baseline or the riff to, to Islands in the Stream modified for Ghetto Superstar. So I was really obsessed with that for a while. Sure. Yeah. That's just all two and four frets. Really simple. Uh, okay. So Dylan Matthews has a question before we talk about this main event. Dylan Matthews. Australian 299. Get used to that currency and exchange rate, Flobo. Yeah, that's like, uh, like $2. <laughs> yes. Uh, what are some names y'all want in the Hall of Fame this year? I'm just going to say Triple H name drops Cindy Lauper, and maybe with Vince out of the picture, maybe she'll accept and do it. I think it's long overdue and it needs to happen. Um, I'm not sure if she's retired, but I would say Mako Satamora if she is. Hmm. Uh, Batista has to happen because that was teased like four years ago. Uh, and deep cut because I'm an old man. Uh, the original Tory, <laughs> not Tory Wilson, but the original Tory. I think that'd be kind of cool to have her in the Hall of Fame. Matt, I forgot about Tory. Yeah, I mean, the Hall of Fame is not really a Hall of Fame. It's basically a website, you know, and uh, mm. so I don't get too invested in who's in it. Although, if you're there, you can see how much it means to some of the people who are inducted. So in that respect, now that Vince is gone and we don't have these uh, some of these crazy rules anymore, love to see Lex Luger uh, get his due. Uh, Luger, if you ever, have you ever uh, interviewed Luger or spent any time with him, Glenn? No, I've not. Nicest person on the planet, hands down. Like, hmm. we, Matthew and I spent a day with him once and then we've talked since and just, and then I remember going up to Connor and I'm like, what's up with Luger? And that's all I said. And Connor goes, he's the best, isn't he? I'm like, he is the best. Like Luger, he ex- he just has this great outlook on life, and he's just a joy to be around. He nice. takes responsibility for everything. He deserves it. So on the good guy points and deserving it, I go Luger. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see uh, what changes now. Dumb with, question. I yeah. know. That, I think the correct answer is no, but it could be yes. But does does Buff Bagwell become a Hall of Famer at all? Hmm. He did wrestle in the first WCW WWF main event on Raw with Booker T. Man, I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of people see him as someone who cost a lot of people some jobs. You know, like Fair enough. when they did that match, they were scheduled to have Shane run WCW, you know, on a different night. And they ran that match. And they said, much like we want Cody, they're like, never mind, you know. Hmm. And then, you know, Buff. Uh, you know, he, he did okay, you know, you know, Coco beware rule, you know, Coco beware's in, so Buff can be in, but that's a slippery slope that means a lot of people can get in. I don't know about Buff. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. 
And we'll see is Julian Floyd saying they might have some Hall of Fame display at the new Saudi Arabia exhibit. I think, though, because UFC has done more, like they've had better luck in the physical event space. I don't know, man. It's like now that I'm in Vegas, I'm seeing how Vegas wants to be the entertainment and sports capital of the world. Like I, I could see not it being the WWE hotel they had planned, not it being some big exhibit, but I could like this is one of those mark my words things. I think in the next three years, they will try out doing an installation at a partner hotel probably whoever will pay them like the best rate and if that succeeds then maybe that could lead to a physical hall of fame you know but like the man like mgm or mandalay bay one of them had like a hunger games prop exhibit that was very popular you know i mean you can do stuff in this town mm-hmm. and now with the ufc tie-in like i think i think we're closer to it happening now than it ever has been before so we'll see but it's always exciting but um yeah, and I think, uh, as people in the chat are saying, I think Bray Wyatt probably goes in this year. All right, right, right. Got to. Yeah. So let's talk about this main event. Uh, again, because the cynic in me said that I think it's going to be Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins, I had to deal with the cold realization that Sami Zayn cold. was not winning this match. Good! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm a Sami Zayn hater, but go ahead. A year ago, Sami Zayn was like the hottest baby face in all of professional wrestling. Yeah! Flobo, what 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 possible problem I, do you I, have with the great? I think everyone gets one. Everyone gets one wrestler or or tag team for no reason. This makes you go ah, and that, that's, that's Sami Zayn. I don't have an answer. I wish I did because I know that's how you defend myself. But I'm just like ah, I, he's a liberator when he was doing the whole Scott thing. Scott's been dead like 20 years over. He's still doing it. He's only like French Canadians. No, I love French Canadians. I can't think of any, but I'm sure I love it's those. It's Scott that you have an issue with. <laughs> it's Scott, damn it, you know. And I don't know, man. Like I, I, I know people love him, so I, I get it. But I was definitely rooting for RKO tonight. Matt, I love Sami Zayn. Loved him for a long time, but like you know, he has moved into a spot where he's an upper mid Carter, and he can tickle the main event once in a while if, if the situation arises, which is a great place to be in and not a place we thought he'd be in it two years ago. Last year was his year to be at the top, and now, you know, it's it's a good thing uh, to put Randy Orton in there. You can't have a Randy Orton return and lose to a Sami Zayn uh, because Randy is a legacy guy who's still got time left, and um, there's opportunity to kind of cash in on his cachet a little bit. Yeah. It's a good match, though, tonight. And I did think Sammy was going to win when he had that sequence of uh, the the near falls. Like, I was like, oh, Sammy's going to win. I was like, no. You went for the infamous Blue Thunder Bomb 2 count? Yes, because it needs to be his finisher. No, it won't be. The SOS, it ain't happening. Me and uh, uh, Regal talked about that on the podcast, you know, William Regal, about how Sammy was a genius because he gets everybody to believe the Blue Thunder Bomb every single time. And every single time it's like, oh, but he never beats anybody with it, you know? I think he uh, did once. He did once. And I remember that I remember that once because I was like, huh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it looks like a devastating that, right? finisher. <laughs> like it's up there with end of days and some of the better finishers in this yeah. business. I'm fascinated by the physics of it, right? Because yeah. by swinging your body around, you can bring the, I mean, as he, he does big, like he did Drew in it, right? Mm-hmm. He swings the body around, which gives you the momentum to somehow get the elevation on it, you know, and then be able to spin him around. It, it's, it's a, it's a really physics masterpiece that move. Yeah. 
then the hoover kick as a finisher just makes no sense. That looks like you're going to pull something. You're going to get a groin pull, like, doing that move. Like, that does not look like a devastating finisher. I don't get it. Uh, although his most yeah, impressive I mean, move, yeah. I, I don't sorry. mean to keep interrupting. Sorry, I'm just okay. chatting today. But if I'm wrestling Sami Zayn and I get hit, I'm staying out of those courts, buddy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not getting anywhere near the corner. <laughs> yeah. Fighter rules, yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, that should be your gimmick on Twitter, is you should give uh, wrestlers advice, like in, in instances like game tape. You're like, I've been studying this, and trust me, all you have to do is this. Yeah, I'm Matt know? Coon, and I do quarters, baby. If, if, you, if you take two shoulder blocks from John Cena, do not swing. Do not swing. Right. Ever. He's going to do he, Ever. Don't take the second shoulder block. If you take one, another one's coming. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But don't swing because he ducks it and he'll get you in the whirly bird. <laughs> Every time. Um, no, I, I like this match. This was fun. I like seeing Sammy in the main event. I had emotionally accepted he wasn't going to win. Yeah. Like Randy Orton is probably going to win Chamber and go on. I don't know if he's going to beat Seth. I mean, I hope he doesn't beat Seth in Mania. Like, I think Seth needs to stay strong. I mean, if Roman doesn't drop the title, which again, think about that possibility. I still feel like Charlie Brown with the football on this Cody thing. Like, okay, he's in the main event, but he's not going to win, which would be epic. But Roman versus Seth at SummerSlam, like the fact that Seth always beat him on pay-per-view matches and then Roman beats him, breaks Hogan's record shortly after that. Like Roman at that point could just drop the title and retire. Like maybe he wrestles the rock, but he's done everything else, you know? Well, Roman was definitely hurt this weekend. You know, like Roman um, is this big, fearsome, intimidating guy. And he got big brothered so badly by The Rock. Like, you know, like oh, I'm yeah. scared of Roman, but I've never seen that Rock before. Big, scary, imposing, scary. When, when he swelled up, I, I like literally flinched in my chair, you know? And then, yeah. you know, he was he was two steps behind him too. So to me... I'm seeing. I'm thinking it's going to be all about the Rock because, man, he got big brothered hard. Oh yeah, and even on that chart, Matt Morgan was the first person I saw pointed out last night. Um, uh, because, uh, um, the high that chief yeah, it says uh, yeah, the high chief thing that on the chart it has Dwayne and Dwayne legitimately had the ceremony to be high chief, which is higher than tribal chief. So there's there's something there in that in that twenty three in a uh, me chart we saw last night. <laughs> Uh, and he's 12 percent welsh how about that <laughs> if they would just said that like like could you imagine if the rock That's... hadn't been cut off and he had a powerpoint with everybody's like dna breakdown <laughs> and, and, and that's not where the teeth came from they definitely didn't come from uh, uh wales you know there's a <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> it was a very impressive chart you know and a very impressive event um and i think uh the Rock came off looking great. Like when he stepped up, I was like, "Now I kind of want to see The Rock wrestle," you know? Yeah, which is why there's going to be shenanigans around this main event at Mania. I do not believe. I think this, what? and I, well, a triple threat I think is the <laughs> is the worst scenario. So I'm bracing myself for it to being a triple threat match. Shenanigans? Word? Well, like no. really? Like well, no. There's going to be something that happens that changes this further. You think malarkey too? Yes, there will be Hijinks. malarkey and shenanigans. Hijinks. Someone might get hoodwinked. Hijinks. <laughs> Cody's being hoodwinked if he thinks this is just going to be him versus Roman at Mania. 
I still stand by my theory is going to be like the Avengers, where every face of the last two years is going to show up on the ramp <laughs> and beat up Thanos. <laughs> and Cody gets the pin. It'd be great. It'd be awesome. Yeah, but Thanos, um, Thanos won that, though. You know, like... Uh, they had to use time travel to beat Thanos. Yeah. You know? Don't get me started on Thanos. I don't even get me started. He was right. He was the good guy. Clearly. <laughs> I'm getting started. They went to his planet and murdered him while he made soup. Right. You know what are we doing? I'm just saying. Lock the doors. He did his job and he was like gardening. He's like, I'm going to garden now. What a terrible person. You know? Well, then. And they chopped his head off while he's making soup. What the hell? Kind protect of, your neck, fool. Th th those Avengers are out of control. They're, and the American <laughs> government was right to try to control them. That's why we need the superhero registration act. So Covia cords. Covia cords. I hate. Wait, this is why all of us are doing. This is why all of us on a Friday night are doing a wrestling podcast because you can just pull these things out of nowhere. Bunch of nerds. <laughs> all because, of you. Because you can still pull out like any one of like nine or ten movies and yeah. watch it tonight, and it's still good. Like yeah. it's it's an amazing net of movies, and uh, wrestling could be well served by watching what Marvel did in the MCU because the storytelling and they had things hang, uh, come up. They had things they had to piece together and they certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Um, sorry, sorry guys. We're still tuning in tonight. No, you might, you dropped a mic. I can't, I can't. No, I know yeah, what about this? Time, Matt? <laughs> yeah. uh, follow Matt at Matt Coon Music, Phobos and Phobos Boys. I'm Matt yeah. Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, Monday night, the Raw crew is going to be back here to talk about Cody's Ooh. appearing there's going to be more that happens Tuesday. Uh, Issa and I will be back to talk about NXT and more of our, our adventures in Las Vegas. And then, of course, next Wednesday, Dynamite. And then Friday, SmackDown again. And the weeks just fly by. We're all getting old. Okay, everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy it. And we'll catch you back soon on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. <laughs>